Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's time to hit the field with Extra Point, featuring Kayla Mortolaro and Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060 or give us a call at 602-260-1060. The snap is back. The hold is down. You can't miss with this combination. And the Extra Point is good. Number two of Extra Point on this Wednesday, July 5th. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you up until noon today, as we typically do Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Obviously not a normal week, though, as it's already Wednesday. We'll be with you for the next hour. We'll be with you Thursday and Friday this week. And then as a reminder, we're on vacation July 10th through the 14th and back with you on July 17th. As we typically do, let's reset the scene, though, with today's poll questions. And we'll start with the KDOS1060.com poll question, which features the moves that the Phoenix Suns made in free agency over the weekend, including adding Eric Gordon. So the question here at KDOS1060.com's poll question is adding Eric Gordon enough to quiet talk about the Suns bench in the 2023-2024 season. And Bob, we remain in a 50-50 split. Okay. Well, they finally got the guy I've been clamming, uh, clamoring for them to get for seemingly like a decade, almost exactly a decade. So that's good. Uh, so I'll save my answer. Uh, you know, I think I think I kind of answered this question last hour when we went through all the free agent signings. But I'm glad they got him. Let's put it that way. Uh, we will answer that question, as you alluded to, around 1130, tossing it on over to Twitter at KDOS AM 1060. The Diamondbacks are playing the Mets. There had been some talk about, uh, you know, Mets and what they're going to do ahead of the August 1st trade deadline. Bob had a conversation with Brian Salvatore in the 9 a.m. hour from Amazing Avenue. If you missed it, podcast. KDOS1060.com, as well as with the KDOS1060 app. Here's the question, though. Should the Mets try to trade Max Scherzer before the August 1st trade deadline? The masses continue to be on the yes side of things at 71.4% of the vote, no trailing at 28.6%. Yeah, maybe we should have phrased this, or I should have phrased this differently. Should they trade him? Probably yes. Can they trade him? Probably no. And I'll get into that in a little more detail at the bottom of the hour. That we certainly will. Let's stick, though, with the MLB theme, and let's talk about the Diamondbacks. Falling to the Mets yesterday, 8-5, to five. Max Scherzer, the aforementioned Max Scherzer, he got the start, six innings, five hits, four runs, two walks, nine strikeouts, and three home runs. They all were solo shots. Corbin Carroll, 383 feet. Uh, Christian Walker, 449 feet. And uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., 411 feet. As for the Diamondbacks on the mound, it was Zach Davies, five and two thirds, five hits, four runs, two walks, six strikeouts, and two home runs off of Zach Davies. So Scherzer remains undefeated in 10 career starts against the team that drafted him uh, back in the day. He's now seven and zero with three no decisions against the Diamondbacks. Not his best yesterday. You mentioned the solo homers. Uh, Brentley had an amazing stat during that game yesterday of how many home runs Scherzer's allowed in his career and how many have been solo, uh, solo shots. Uh, on, you know, like two, 75% of them, I'm just kind of estimating, but a, a massive amount of them have been solo blast. And he compared it to Kurt Schilling when Schilling was here, which is a 
you know, very similar to uh, they gave up a lot of home runs, but they, they almost never walked guys or gave up hits, quite frankly, before he gave up the, the home runs. So Scherzer was uh, certainly good enough to win yesterday. Uh, the Diamondbacks, uh, you know, kind of uh, from the bullpen was not great yesterday. Um, you know, it's interesting that uh, it's been uh, it's actually been a, quite a while since uh, their bullpen is, you know, Miguel Castro specifically. He had not even given up a base runner. In his pre- previous seven appearances, let alone a, a run, uh, and he gave up a hit, and then it you know, gave up a two-run homer uh, you know, to Alvarez, a you know, second-longest home run that's been hit in the stadium in Chase Field this year. Uh, so that that they loaded up losing the game. Davies actually, I thought pitched pretty well. He had one stretch, obviously, in the fourth inning. He had 28 pitches and gave up a three-run homer to former Diamondback Starling Marte in that particular inning. But, uh, uh, yeah, he'd been good in his previous two starts, Davies, and uh, I really thought that he was pretty effective uh, for the majority and put, certainly put it, kept his team in a position to win the game yesterday before the bullpen failed in the late innings. Uh, then you have today the series continuing 6.40 p.m. on Valley Sports Arizona for the Mets. It's going to be Kadai Senga, who's 6-5, and 3.53 ERA, 101 strikeouts. Tommy Henry, 5-1, 4.08 ERA, 49 strikeouts. Uh, have you changed your opinion at all on, on Tommy Henry and his last couple of starts? Still not striking many guys out, but I mean, it's he's getting by. I'm not real sure how he does it sometimes. You know, his defense certainly helps. If you throw strikes, that helps. If you have a really good defense, and they have that. Uh, and Henry, in his last three starts specifically, he's won two of those, got a no decision in the other one. He has a 196 earned run average in his three starts, and that covers you know 18 of the third innings. So he's pitching more than six innings per start in those last three outings. And he's only allowed four runs in those last 18 of the third innings. And uh, he's been better lately. Like I said, I'm not exactly sure how it's how it's happening because it's uh, doesn't have – I don't think he's ever going to have swing and miss stuff at the major league level, but he's getting by with it now. Uh, when you look at the overall view of the NL West, you have the Diamondbacks remaining on top 50 and 36 and the Dodgers sitting at 47 and 38, two and a half games back. The Giants at 46 and 40 at four games back. Let's start, though, with the Dodgers. They lost to the Padres yesterday. Uh, I'm sorry, the Pirates yesterday, nine to seven. Today, it's going to be Bobby Miller on the mound, who's four and one, 4.23 ERA, 35 strikeouts. But of course, the big news surrounding the Dodgers is that Kershaw was placed on the 15-day injured list with left shoulder soreness backdated to June 30th. Yeah, and actually I think the bigger news is that Dustin May is out for the season. He's going to Tommy John surgery again. Uh, he's already had once uh, one Tommy John surgery. Let's start with Kershaw. Yeah, he left his last start with the shoulder thing uh, after he pitched you know, almost a dunk. You know, he pitched uh, you know, six innings of no-hit ball at Colorado. Gave up a hit, and then he left the game. Uh, he said his shoulder was barking. They placed him on the injured list earlier this week, and it's expected to be, according to Dave Roberts, a short stay. It appears, speculation from the L.A. media, that he will be able to come off the injured list. Remember, we have the All-Star game to, to play with here. Uh, you know, A lot of teams, if there is uh, anybody that has some kind of ailment right now, you're going to see a lot of guys placed on the injured list a 15-day if it's a pitcher, 10-day if it's a position player. 
on the injured list because they it's not the 15 game injured list it's the 15 day injured list or 10 game if it's if it's a position player so you can you know play with the calendar some and it's expected that Kershaw will at least as of right now as of last night at least when the Dodgers watching the Dodgers broadcast that he would make his uh, scheduled start uh, either next uh, you know, Friday or Saturday after the All-Star break. Uh, so then we transfer on over to the Giants, and they lost to the Mariners yesterday 6 nothing. Today it's going to be Alex Cobb for the Giants, who's 5-2, and 3.12 ERA, and 79 strikeouts. Well, and the Giants also had a disastrous weekend. Uh, you know, they had to place you know, two key players on the injured list, Tyra Estrada, who was uh, might even been an all-star last year, but he was really good last year. I think this is the second time he's been on the injured list so far. They did definitely is the second time he's been on the injured list this season. Uh, he has a uh, yeah, left hand was he was hit by a pitch and his left hand is broken. Uh, he's going to miss obviously more than the ten days. And they also had to place uh, starting pitcher Anthony Dislafani on the injured list. I think this might be, and I don't know this for sure, but he's on the 15-day because he's a pitcher uh, with shoulder fatigue. And I am hoping uh, for his sake and the Giants' sake that this is another one of those, okay, he's got some shoulder fatigue, but we're going to use this week in the All-Star break, and I don't think he's out long-term. At least I haven't didn't read or hear anything about that. But uh, it's a, uh, you know, Nobody in this division in the last 10 games is above 500. So I think the Diamondbacks, uh, they're four and six in their last 10 games. They certainly have benefited from the Dodgers, not just losing to the Pirates, and they blew a lead in the ninth inning yesterday. The Dodgers, by the way, after blowing that lead in the ninth inning yesterday, have already blown more leads in the late innings this year than they did all of last season when they had one of the best bullpens in baseball. Obviously, uh, before last night, they'd actually gotten much better here of late. But uh, last night was even Evan Phillips, uh, you know, who gave it up in the ninth inning uh, and uh, gave up three runs to the Pirates. But in addition to that, you know, when we were here last week, you know, we thought there was a possibility that the Dodgers could go undefeated last week. They did sweep the series at Colorado, but then they lost two out of three at Kansas City. And Kansas City lost the most games of any team in baseball in the month of June. Yeah, the schedule really set up nicely for the Dodgers, and then it also set up nicely for the Giants, was a little bit more of a tougher tougher road ahead for the Diamondbacks. It is surprising to me, though, uh, just in general, when you think about the Dodgers, you think about pitching, you think about arms that they seem to just always have available and the bullpen issues that they've suffered this season, uh, already blowing as many saves as they had more than all of last year. Yeah, leads, actually. Uh, they've blown more leads than last year. As far as – let me go back to the Dustin May thing. He's going to have Tommy John surgery again on July the 18th. Uh, that's his second Tommy John surgery. He was out for much of the 2021 and 2022 seasons after the first Tommy John surgery. In fact, he only pitched uh, – he only had 20 starts in 101 innings over the last two years. This year, before he went down with an injury, now they now they didn't. This is about a month ago. He went down with an injury against the Twins during a game, and now they've uh, determined he needs Tommy John surgery. But this year, so far, he was formed one of the 263 or run average. The Dodgers have now had counting Kershaw, 
uh, seven different starting pitchers, seven different starting pitchers that have gone on the injured list for at least uh, 15 days this year. Um, we'll get into more of Major League Baseball, the teams, injuries, etc. All-star on the other side of the break, but I wanted to focus back on the Diamondbacks and for the three players that are making the all-star team. You, of course, had Corbin Carroll that was announced last week. He's a starter. Then you have Zach Gallen as a pitcher and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. in the outfield here. Uh, you know, Tori Lovello made it a point to talk about Cattell Marte uh, not getting an all-star nod. Do you think that that's a mistake that he's not on that all-star roster? I'm the wrong person to ask because I don't pay any attention or I don't do you know, I care about the all-star game, quite frankly. And I don't waste my time. At least my opinion, I waste my time. I got, I think there are more important things for me to try to project who should be in the all-star game and who shouldn't be. But of the diamondbacks players, I think Marte is far more deserving than Gurriel to be in the all-star game. Marte, not just his offense, but he was not good defensively at all last season. He's been really good on defense this year. Yeah, you know, Guriel obviously is a suspected best outfielder, and they try to work their way around him playing left field whenever possible. Uh, once again, the Diamondbacks will continue the series with the Mets uh, tonight. 6.40 start. Tommy Henry going for the Diamondbacks. 5-1, 4.08 ERA, 49 strikeouts. And the Mets are sending Kadai Senga, 6-5, six, six 3.53 ERA, 101 strikeouts as that game gets underway. 6.40. We'll continue the Major League Baseball conversation on the other side of the break. We'll also take your phone calls if you'd like to join the program. 602-260-1060 is the number. 602 to 260 1060 uh we can talk about the diamondbacks we talk about major league baseball we talk about the poll questions talk about the phoenix suns and nba free agency still plenty to get into 602 260 1060 it is the extra point right here on kdos am 1060 online at kdos 1060.com and with the kdos 1060 app powered by superbook sports KDUS AM 1060 into your home with Alexa. Hi, I'm Alexa. Download the KDUS AM 1060 skill and enable. Then say, Alexa, open the KDUS AM 1060. This is where I start my day. AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. It is Wednesday. It is July 5th. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you up until noon today as we typically do. Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Not a typical week, though. We're with you up until noon today. We're with you on Thursday and Friday for the rest of this week that we're on vacation July 10th through the 14th and expected to be back with you on July 17th as we continue the major league baseball conversation here uh mike trout boy uh great talent incredible talent uh we could have a conversation about whether or not great that he's stuck with the angels moving on with another team etc but the other issue with mike trout is that he always spends some time on the injured list and he's found himself there once again this season with a 
hamate fracture in his left wrist that will likely need surgery. I was seeing something that a timetable for something of this nature could be three to seven weeks. Yeah, I just heard Eduardo Perez talking about this on the Sports Center. He, he actually said four to eight, but uh, it's somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, and you know, with the Otani situation, and you know, we don't think Otani is going to miss significant time. Uh, he's uh, you had to leave yesterday's game with the blister, and and uh, you know that's kind of just a complication, or kind of uh, you know, unfortunately got worse. He had that same problem last week. Last week he was able to stay in as the DH. However, yesterday he not only left the game as a pitcher, he wasn't able to hit anymore. He said through the interpreter. Uh, after the game yesterday, Otani said that he expects to be able to be uh, available as a hitter in the All-Star game, but will not pitch in the All-Star game. Uh, so we'll see what's going on with that. Uh, then you also have the Phillies at the Rays here. Taiwan Walker is pitching for the Phillies. He's 9-3, and 3.39 ERA, 77 strikeouts against Zach Lytel. Uh, 0-1, 5.28 ERA, 16 strikeouts. The Phillies, though, find themselves 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. And apparently conversations regarding Marcus Stroman have been heating up, linking him to the Phillies ahead of the trade deadline. He's been linked to the Diamondbacks, too. Uh, he's been linked to pretty much any team that needs a starting pitcher because, A, he's been really good this season. B, the Cubs have now publicly said they're not going to resign him before the trade deadline and likely before the start of next season, so he's a free agent. And uh, C, uh, you know, the fact that, uh, you, know, the, you know, the few things, I could keep on going as far as I could go through half the alphabet here. But, you know, they need some starting pitching. Uh, they've been pretty good. If Bryce Harper, who is – it's amazing that he came back as fast as he did from the Tommy John surgery. And he's got some decent offensive numbers, but the lack of home run production has been startling. Uh, maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe he just came back too soon. Uh, but, you know, they've gotten – you know, Nick Castellano's been really good for them this year. Kyle Schwarber was awful the first eight weeks of the season, but had his usual hot June. Uh, Trey Turner seems like he still can't catch up to fastballs on a regular basis, but he's been better of late. So, you know, their stud players have uh, performed better. And then uh, yesterday they uh, got a tremendous pitching performance from Aaron Nola, who seems to border between tremendous and uh, not good. Uh, and he had a tremendous performance yesterday against the Rays offense. And the Rays offense has really taken some steps back here in uh, the last couple of weeks. The Rays period have come back to kind of at earth as far as their offense goes. You know, we've talked about their pitching staff is unfortunately the starting pitching is a, you know, a mess. And in addition to that, McClanahan, who uh, I don't think there's any question is the front runner, front runner to win the American League Cy Young Award. He officially went on the injured list uh, during the holiday weekend. This is another thing that appears to be, um, you know, get him some rest and get this all straightened out before the All-Star break. And then it's expected once the uh, second half, quote unquote, even though it's not really quote, the, you know, as far as mathematics go, the second half, but he'll be available to pitch when he, when they want him to pitch after the All-Star break. 
One other thing back to the Phillies here. Is there something to this slow, sluggish start, kind of finding their way uh, toward the middle of the summer and then heating up at the, the back half of the year? Or is this maybe just a coincidence that this is happening kind of along the, those lines here in a second year in a row? Not real sure how to answer that. And I think it's actually it's a very good question. But you know, considering you know, last year the uh, turnaround seemed to almost immediately coincide with Joe Girardi being fired as the manager and Rob Thompson taking over, then we saw Rob Thompson start this season and the Phillies not good at all for the first couple of months. Uh, and they played some similar really bad baseball um, and uh, very very similar to what they did last year when they weren't any good under Girardi. So bottom line, I don't know how to answer your question, but I think it's a good one. The uh, Rangers are taking on the Red Sox today. John Gray, 6-4, 3.21 ERA, 73 strikeouts. And Brian Bayo, 5-5, five 3.08 ERA, 67 strikeouts. The Rangers, though, uh, they seem to have a, a ton of players participating in uh, the yeah. – the all-star game that's true um you know they've uh you know they've been unbelievable on offense i believe that they've passed tampa bay on most of the uh, statistical categories now as far as offense goes and those players deserve to be in the all-star game you know whether it be you know josh young it's uh you know the catcher uh excuse me the third base and uh, I've gone blank and I apologize. oh you know, J- Jonah, Jonah Heim is you know, the catcher He's been unbelievable defensively in addition to hitting. And considering that pitching staff has been healthy for the most part, the starters at least, uh, they, they've, uh, they've been really good. And he's been, he gets, their pitchers give him a ton of credit uh, for the success. They also got better in the bullpen. They added a role as Chapman. Uh, the, I think that was right after we went off the air last Friday, they added him. Uh, so, you know, that's somebody that can help their bullpen. Uh, quite a bit. Uh, Will Smith has been very good, and he has a history with Bruce Bochy, a good history with Bruce Bochy. Uh, Smith Blue is, I believe that was the first save that he's blown this season or over the weekend, but uh, it gives them options. I, I think they still need to add more relief pitching. Also, you got to wonder whether Nathan Navaldi, there's no way that he can actually maintain the current pace that he's on. He's another guy that's had two Tommy John surgeries already. Uh, but he's right now is on pace for 225 innings this season, and there aren't going to be more than maybe one or two pitchers in baseball that hit 225 innings. Sandy Alcantara for the Marlins got close to that if he didn't hit that last year, and he's been awful this season. So, and he's been healthy in his career for the most part. But uh, you know the Evaldi thing. I think that's something to really monitor when you're trying to figure out what's going on with Texas the rest of the season. You mentioned Nathan Eovaldi, so he is uh, also an all-star pitching roster. Then you have Jonah Heim. You also have Marcus Seaman, Josh Jung, uh, Corey Seager uh, also making the roster for the starters. And then Adaldis uh, Garcia as a reserve player for the Rangers. So that's a lot of, lot of players uh, making the all-star roster for the Rangers. 
the Angels and the Padres. It's Patrick Sandoval, 4 and 7, 4.57 ERA, 65 strikeouts. Seth Lugo, 3 and 4, 3.59 ERA, 53 strikeouts. We touched on uh, a bit of the Angels' injury problems there with Mike Trout, Shohei Otani. You also had Anthony Rendon. Uh, for the Padres side of things here, is there any chance for them to kind of get a hot streak going and claw their way into playoff conversation? I don't think so. I mean, get to 500 and then we'll have a conversation. They're not even close to that. Uh, they're under 500. Even if you got, you know, remember last year they had the second, the second half of the season, they got hot. Obviously they came with the one series of making the world series, uh, but they're under 500. If you even go back and include their hot stretch at the end of last year, since June 1st of last season, so 2022, they're still under 500. Uh, then you also have the Yankees beating the Orioles 8-4 to yesterday. It's Dean Kramer, 8-4, 5.04 ERA, 82 strikeouts. And Randy Vasquez, 1-1, one 1.74 one, ERA, 9 strikeouts going today. Well, the big thing about the Yankees is the judge over the weekend declared that he does, uh, he's not going to – he didn't say uh, – to my knowledge, he didn't say that he didn't need surgery on his injured uh, foot or toe. Seems to be some complication or dispute as to whether exactly it's his foot, toe, both, whatever. It's part of your foot, so I guess it's you know it works. Uh, but yeah, he's they he didn't say to my knowledge that he doesn't need it, but they're not he's not going to have surgery during the season, and he's done a few baseball things activity wise in the last uh, few days here after basically being out for a month. They are 29th in baseball in runs per game since he left uh, with the injury against the Dodgers almost a month ago. 29th. There's only 30 teams, folks. So you're saying that's not good. <laughs> no, that's not good. I'm, I, I'm guessing that Detroit is last because they've had numerous injuries too. But Detroit gets Eduardo Rodriguez back today, and this is a big deal. The fact that he's back in you know, the first week of July is somewhat surprising uh, he was you know, the baseball, the, the number one trade candidate in all of baseball uh, before he went down with the injury. Like that was late May, early June. And uh, the fact that he's back now and has a chance to prove that he can still be an effective pitcher before the trade deadline helps the market itself and certainly would help what the Tigers could get in return. You talked about players uh, coming back. How about Alec Manoa set to come back into the rotation for the Blue Jays uh, for Friday's start? I don't understand this at all. Just two starts ago in the minor leagues, he gave up uh, like 11 runs. I'm not exaggerating here. Uh, to a, In the rookie league, to a bunch of 17- and 18-year-olds, he had one minor league start since then, which I believe was in double-A. Maybe Triple A, but I think it was Double A, and then now they're saying, okay, he's he's solved. We're going to bring him back. He still walks some guys in that minor league start where he was good, quote unquote. Uh, so I think the I don't know if they're desperate at this point. I mean, you know, that's uh, the American League wild card situation. It's going to be much more difficult to get in the National League. There's going to be actually good teams that are wild card teams from the American League. There are likely going to be some mediocre or not good teams at all that make it from the National League. Major League Baseball conversation will continue with it. Uh, 
more tomorrow. But on the other side of the break, we'll get into our poll questions, which actually does feature some Major League Baseball, but more Mets focus. Also, Phoenix Suns uh, with free agency. Uh, you can always cast your vote, KDOS1060.com, as well as on Twitter at KDOSAM1060. We'll dive into those answers on the other side of the break. It is the extra point right here on KDOS AM 1060, as always, online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Your caddy, Ray Adams, takes you beyond the 18th hole on Saturday mornings with Great American Golf from 6 to 7 a.m. on KDUS AM 1060. up until noon today as we typically do Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. A reminder here for you with you Thursday and Friday the rest of this week. Off next week, July 14th through uh, July 10th I should say through the 14th and we'll be back with you on July 17th but it's that time once again it is poll question time and so we turn our attention to the KDOS1060.com poll question in regards to Phoenix Suns free agency is adding Eric Gordon enough to quiet talk about the Suns bench in the 2023-2024 season. Yes or no? Uh, I'm going to say no. Uh, enough. Just him. It's not, in my opinion. And uh, you know, I'm not going to go through uh, you know what we went through in the last hour. Uh, we went through. Uh, you know, like Kayla, give you know, give her some time here too to give her explanation here. But I, anybody other than Eric Gordon, I've been you know, begging that the Suns get for, yeah, for literally 10 years. Uh, so I'm all in on that. That's great. But nobody else that the Suns have either re-signed, still have under contract in campaign's case, or signed in the last week, I don't think any of those guys are championship-level players that can get anything accomplished in the playoffs they're no better than the group that we saw them help, uh, you know, help them get eliminated uh, by the Nuggets in the last uh, last postseason. Uh, so I think, you know, a combination of Eric Gordon here and some of the other players should provide that depth. But when you're looking at, you know, Eric Gordon here, he is in a class of his own when you then consider talking about Utah Watanabe. Uh Keita Bates-Diop, Drew Eubanks, Damian Lee, who they re-signed, Josh Kogi, who they re-signed, and Chimezi Meto. Uh, man, they did not do anything to help me with these names, though, that we're going to be talking about all season long. Ish, Ish Wainwright, that's easy to say. Yeah, that's easy to say, but unfortunately yeah, he wasn't part of that 48 48- our frenzy, if you will. They got well. They got. They had to pick up his option like last Wednesday, Correct. so he yeah. would have been. He would have been if he were. You know, they would have. I'm sure brought him back and told us that he can play, but he can't. 
So I'm looking at these. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) I'm looking at these players, and, you know, they're certainly doing a lot when you're just looking at metrics. If you're looking at size, if you're looking at youth, if you're looking at ability to stretch the floor and contribute from behind the arc. So all of that looks great. You look at the fact that uh, they were they were really, really in a bad situation in terms of who they could bring in financially because everybody needed to come in on basically a minimum contract and everyone basically was able to do that. Here's the question, though, um, and I, I don't know that we can know this answer yet because they haven't been part of this squad. They haven't been giving the opportunity to have their rotation, have their minutes and have their ability and moment to shine here. So one, can everyone stay healthy? And two, can they do it when it counts in the playoffs? I mean, did we all see like this emergence of Bruce Brown happening for the Nuggets, which he was able to parlay himself into a massive contract with the Pacers? You know, maybe there was glimpses of, of Bruce Brown, but to the level that he competed at and, and was able to perform, I don't know. So are one of these guys going to have a season like that? And I think you obviously have to have one of these guys step up and perform to that type of level here. And we don't really have anything historically to tell us that's going to happen, but we also don't know, uh, you know, with certainty that it won't. So I think for me, time will tell, but just based upon where they ended up going because of how much money they had to spend and the limitations and the direction that they went uh, I think that they did the best that they could with uh, you know the circumstances of how how the cap was going to be structured based upon previous moves that had already been made so uh, with the confines that they were given for free agency they certainly were able to maximize that output okay Um, I'll just add they filled out a roster so other than adding Eric Gordon uh, I would be stunned, and we're not going to learn anything in the regular season. I think everybody around here should certainly understand that the regular season doesn't mean jack. Uh, you, know, you know, 66 wins two years ago and, you know, out in two rounds that particular year. And uh, that that I, that surprised me at the time. But, yeah, I just don't think they've added anybody that makes any kind of difference when it matters. I hope I'm wrong, but none of these players – when they, they signed these players – in the last few days, not one time, other than Eric Gordon, obviously, did I say, now that guy can really help them win some games once we get to the playoffs. Nobody. I mean, I will repeat this as we did talk about it in hour number one. I am very surprised uh, that they were not able to bring back Tory Craig. Um, obviously, when you found out what he was able to get to your deal with the Bulls and the financial uh, requirements that he was probably demanding there, it it then made sense that they were not in a financial position to bring him back. But I thought that he was certainly a great fit to continue to stay on this roster. Um, When it comes to, I I totally agree with you on that for people who missed the first hour. Sorry, but I totally agree with you on that, but I don't know if the Suns had any interest in bringing him back. And I don't know if he had any interest in staying because he literally was kicked to the curb during the playoffs. 
The masses, they're on the no side of things to the question at 56% of the vote. Yes, trailing at 44%. This is the KDOS1060.com poll question. Tossing things on over to Twitter at KDOSAM1060. Bob had a great conversation surrounding the Mets with Brian Salvatore of Amazing Avenue. If you missed that, you can podcast KDOS1060.com as well as with the KDOS1060 app. So here's the question. Should the Mets try to trade Max Scherzer before the August? first trade deadline um i think the question here is what are the mets goals for the rest of this year and for beyond because you have to look at what his current contract situation is so even if you were to move on from him this year you'd have to think that the mets would be picking up a good portion of his remaining contract i realize money's not necessarily an object when it comes to uh, uh cohen as the owner but when you then look at where are they going to go next year for starting pitching, and if you look at what's going to potentially be available in the market here, are you willing to make that move and sacrifice all of that now? Are you going to think that you're in a position that you're not as close as you thought you were after last year's playoffs and need to kind of do some some revamping? And if that's the case, then you might need to seriously look at, at what you can get in return for a Scherzer for teams that want to make a push this year and if you've identified that you're too far away to make that all happen uh so i guess i'm saying yes you need to look into it yeah i think they definitely should look into it um and i don't know if it's you know physically uh you know you know possible whether they can you know the the, the salary is insane uh, prorated $43.3 million the rest of this season, the entire $43.3 million next year. I know he has an option in his contract. There is, I think, close to zero chance that he's going to opt out of that money for next year because I don't think he'll come close to getting that if he goes out in the market from anybody else. Uh, so I think that uh, they should try to trade him. Um, also, the other factor here is the Otani factor. And whether he is interested, the Mets seem to be interested in him. You know, going back to the days of when he signed with the Angels, uh, you know, he supposedly was not interested in playing in New York City for the Yankees or the Mets. Maybe that's changed during his career. Also, Billy Epler is now, I'm not sure what Epler's title is for the Mets. He's in the general manager, front office guy, etc., whatever the title is. He was in Los Angeles and had plenty to do with them signing Otani, so maybe there's a lure there. But I think you all have to factor all those things in. But to answer the question, I think they should at least try to trade him. I just don't know if there is a feasible partner here. They'd have to do some serious salary, as you mentioned, juggling here between whatever teams are interested in him and uh, and uh, Scherzer would also, I'm guessing, have to play a factor in this because uh, he has a no-trade clause. Yes, he does. That is a key element there as well uh, for Scherzer. When it comes to the masses here, they're on the yes side of things at 66.7% of the vote, no trailing at 33.3%. This is on Twitter, at KDUS AM 1060. We wrap up this Wednesday edition of Extra Point on the other side of the break. The Diamondbacks back at it against the Mets tonight. Uh, we'll also, if you're interested in some summer league games, there is summer league currently taking place. You had the California Classic. 
You also have some Salt Lake Summer League, and then Vegas Summer League gets started here shortly. So uh, there is some hoops for you if you're uh, kind of going through withdrawals, I guess, for the Summer League uh, slate of games. But we wrap it up here on Extra Point on KDOS AM 1060, online at kdos1060.com, and with the KDOS 1060 app, powered by Superbook Sports. One more to go on this Wednesday, July 5th. downloaded the KDUS AM 1060 skill for Alexa yet? Dude, Alexa is frustrated. No matter how many times do you ask, the answer is male chicken. Once you're ready, say Alexa, open KDUS AM 1060 to listen to your favorite shows. edition of Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Bob, it's thank you time. As always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whomever and whatever else slipped through the cracks. Also our guest today, Mets discussion, plenty of it, whether it be current Mets, future Mets, Maybe future Mets, maybe soon-to-be former Mets. All that with Brian Salvatore of uh, Amazing Avenue. Uh, check out the podcast, and uh, had, you know, Brian gave out all, all the info, how you can read his stuff and listen to the podcast and so forth. So check that out. Podcast version of the Sports Zone. Also, uh, Sound Day courtesy of TNT, WCBS, which is the Mets affiliate in New York City. Also, FS1. Uh, in addition to that, NBA TV, LAD 570, the Dodgers flagship for the Kershaw highlight that we play at the top of the sports zone, and KLAA with the Trout injury. That's obviously the uh, the Angels flagship, and Trout, uh, you know, basically breaking his hand, fouling the ball back on a pitch to the screen. Uh, you wonder if there maybe was something going on in that wrist before that happened, but. That seemed to be kind of a, you know, I was surprised. I didn't even see the highlight of that until this morning during uh, the last couple hours. And uh, for that to be the uh, diagnosis, I wonder if something was going on before. Special thanks, as always, to Kayla, Corey, and Aaron. And Kayla is going to tell us what's coming up next. That's right. Coming up next from noon to 1 o'clock, it is Sports Map Radio Network, followed by the Doug Gottlieb Show from 1 to 3, the Rich Eisen Show from 3 to 5, the Sports Zoo with Dave Rooster Bierstein from 5 to 6. Also, on the Diamond, you have the Diamondbacks hosting the Mets tonight, 6.40 p.m. start on Bally Sports, Arizona. It's going to be Kadai Singa versus Tommy Henry. And, and Tommy Henry has put together a couple of pretty good starts here. So against a, a Mets lineup here, here, uh, expecting more of the same, or um, you know, I guess, what are your expectations for Tommy Henry tonight? He's been good lately. Uh, like I said, I don't know how he does it. I've been saying that for a while now because he's been somewhat successful, more than somewhat successful here lately. 
the uh, the odds makers and the betters aren't buying it because the money's been on the Mets this morning and it's down to basically a pick 'em game. Uh, then you had, I know that you were glued to the television set yesterday for this competition, <laughs> and then to your your uh, frustration. Oh, I, know I, know, I know what's coming now. Okay. Your, your frustration, it entered into a two-hour weather delay, so you had to wait oh, even longer to see I Joey Chestnut. That, 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 that would have really upset me. So, And he, he ate more than every – how old is this dude? He I think he's like, 39 Okay, is there like a hot dog, uh, you know, you know, you know, period of time, and you're over the hill, hot dog eating wise, or it's got to happen soon, right? Well, I, I guess it depends on what permanent damage is being done to your stomach. <laughs> I would think that's a problem. I'm not a big hot dog guy, other than Dodger dogs. I used to love those at Dodger Stadium, and they have them in Glendale, the the uh, Dodgers spring training games too. Uh, he. Ended up eating 62 hot dogs yesterday and Jesus, earned. Just, I'm going. I'm going to lunch in a few minutes. You got to bring that up now. Of course, and he earned oh, his 16th God. mustard belt title. So there you go, Bob. Ooh. As okay, always, I like mustard. I like mustard. <laughs> as always, thanks for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow, starting with the sports zone at 9 a.m. Talk to you then.